Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Misfits Tamara. This is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. This is a show where we're women (laughs) who are friends who watch wrestling. And we talk about wrestling. Yeah, and then we uh, talk about with the friends who are, are, uh, you know, all kinds of people, but mostly women. Mostly women. Because all the women's. And all the all the nine binary people and all the all the peoples that are mostly not dudes. Anyone who's comfortable being referred to as a women wrestling friend, I guess. Yeah. Is really the way. Okay, anyway, we're getting distracted. We are. The point is, we're here to talk to you. We have a special guest, Teresa, and yeah. uh, we're going to introduce her in a moment. And we will be talking about going to local indie wrestling shows because there are some people who've never been. There's some people who want to go. There's some people who don't want to go, think it's it's not going to be interesting. So we're going to talk to you guys about all of that in just a moment. But first, we're if you're joining us for the first time or even repeat listeners, thank you. We appreciate you and we love you. Uh, we're going to pass this digital collection plate and we're going to ask you to either give us a, fi- a nice five star review on iTunes or throw us three bucks on Kofi.com. It's, sp- it's supposed to be coffee, but it's Kofi. Uh, slash Sarah the Rebel. We, thank yes. you. Yes, and thank you. Um, shout out! I cannot pronounce your name because it has a lot of syllables in there. But thank you so much. Uh, I think it's like w- Wakosa, Watakosa. I'm I'm so sorry. But anyway, thank you for your donation um, the other week. It was really appreciated. Went towards our studio fees. So thank you again. All right, let's get to know Teresa. Teresa, say hi. Hi guys. Oh. <laughs> What, what would you like uh, people to know about you first off? Well, I'm a teacher. Ooh. I've taught uh, preschool for five years. I'm getting my master's degree. Uh, I promote uh, musicians, artists, and I'd hope to help wrestlers too. So that's a little bit about me. Nice. See, oh, really oh. Cool. So Teresa and I met at a show uh-huh. at a local wrestling show. Yes. Um, and she's awesome. So when I knew we were going to do this topic, uh, I thought of Teresa immediately, actually. So I'm really glad she's here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I like going to indie shows. That's kind of what sparked, like, going and watching wrestling a little bit more for me as being an adult. So Nice. So um, how did you first get into wrestling? Well, my brother is five years older than me, so I kind of by default was like, well, that's what he likes. Let me look at it. And then I was his wrestling partner, so we... Broke our parents' bed. He knocked my tooth loose. He uh, put me in every kind of lock. And I don't even think he was doing it properly, but he was like, get out of this. So it just taught me to be quick. And then as I got older, I'm like, oh, I could get you in trouble. I could just yell. And then my mom would be like, Stephen, leave her alone. And I'm like, oh, you know, perfect, because I'm the little sister. So uh, that's kind of how I got into it. Just uh, early 90s uh, little girl just watching wrestling. So. I, I appreciate a good uh, story turn. That wasn't a heel turn. I feel like that was mm-hmm. like a f- nice face turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. W- uh, so who was your favorite wrestler back then? Um, when I was little, I don't know. Since I was a, like younger, I like my, the way I justified things was like, oh, Bret Hart, that was that pink and black. And then mm-hmm. Jake the Snake, he had a snake, you know, he brought it into the ring. Uh, I like Doink and Dink. I was like, oh, I'm little like Dink, even though I didn't know at the time, like, oh, that's not even the, <laughs> that's not even the same thing. But, you know, I like, uh, like, I like clowns. My brother doesn't. But I was like, if you've seen my Instagram or you've seen me, I'm like, I will just, without any shame, look like I am like full 
like makeup of anything I want to do that even if it's creepy, I'm like, I don't care. Like that's probably know, why. Yeah. That's probably why you like them though. That's getting him back for putting you in all those. Locks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, really funny about that. Um, I've had that conversation with Tyler Bateman. Mm-hmm. I think he said his favorite wrestler growing up was the, I think it was the ultimate warrior. Yes. Um, because of how he looked. Yeah. And, and I think that was a lot of us growing up, you know, I've talked about how China caught my attention because she looked like Xena to me. Yeah. You know? like, so I don't think, like discount it there's such a culture of like oh you're not a real fan if you didn't like this person or if you didn't appreciate that you know that we always feel like we have to kind of say oh but you know now I know better or you know whatever but like it's it's for kids too like it's fine like when I get ready now my brother's like oh you look like the ultimate warrior when I put it on my like concealer and my (laughs) (laughs) and my makeup but I'm like whatever you don't get it like but yeah, I did like China too. Eddie Guerrero, Lita, the Hardy Boys, Ed and Christian, Luna. Uh, there was like so many. And depending on the era that it was, like they were just so good. Like Razor Ramon with mm-hmm. that toothpick. I was like, oh, that always. And it still gets me now when I see him like <laughs> talk. I'm like, oh, but that was that little thing that made me like, oh, you got that like that way of like, I don't like you, but I do in a, mm-hmm. in a weird way. Like the king of heels mm-hmm. so i mean like you know you can take any oops any like little thing like jericho and his stupid scarf yeah like that is it's a scarf like how but you know you can make it work if you're good at it so shout out to everybody and their their little their little uh prop work appreciate yeah. you um so you've gone to a lot of local indie shows so yes. who's your favorite indie wrestler right um now? right now i think andy brown i think he's on that cusp of like i want all the best for him to like happen to get signed to do something he's been uh one of my favorites uh there's so many uh, and sarah like not just because you like you asked me on here <laughs> but uh watching her it was really interesting because she had this style in this way. Like, I love the Psycho Sisters. Like, that was my, like, last minute, like, Halloween um, kind of get up. And if we went to, like, uh, with the original Glow uh, and then we have Wow Now, like, I kind of did, like, uh, in between makeup uh, with that. So it was it was interesting. It was uh, her. I just gravitated towards her style. And I was like, wow. Um, this is know. the nicest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, no, and like, and I don't know if you like if you like that, like the zodiac. But we're like we're Capricorn, so I was like, and I always tell her like I respect the hustle, and that's what I like about the Indies because I'm like you're going for your your dream in a sense. You mm-hmm. are you have your day job, maybe you have your other side gigs, but you go out and you wrestle and it's our entertainment. And, you know, I appreciate it because I don't do that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not putting my body out there like to get hurt potentially to where I'm like getting my day job like interrupted. I'm like, if they're hurt, like if you break your arm, like, oh, guess what? Maybe you can't work your actual job. Like I realize that and I understand that. Oh, that's so that's so nice of you to say. And um, shout out to Andy Brown. Fuck you, Andy Brown, because that's what I'm supposed to say <laughs> time I talk about. But for real, though, Andy Brown, you know, he's consistently a really great worker. Um, I think it's really funny to me to see his style change yes. a little bit now um, because we always made the joke. Bateman and I that Andy Brown was just Tyler Bateman uh-huh. uh, and, <laughs> and when they were talking 
you know, they, they talk about stuff and I'd say, why don't you guys be a tag team? Because you have such similar styles, like it would really work well together. And of course, Bateman being the idiot that he is kept being like, well, whose music would we come out to? <laughs> and that's really what was like stopping him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool now to see this new Andy Brown is kind of spun off from that tag team into a slightly new style. Maybe this will be what's working for him and what gets him more noticed. So hopefully, anyway, if you are local to the uh, SoCal area, definitely check out Andy Brown. Uh, he's worth a lo- uh, look-see. Mm. Give him a look-see. It's a C and a look. It's a look-see. Uh, what's your favorite local show to attend? Because there's uh, a lot in LA. I think the one I frequent the most is bar wrestling. Bar wrestling is good. Mm. It's better at the location that has working AC than the one that doesn't. <laughs> yes. But uh, it is an excellent, excellent show. Yes. Um, and then let's see. Oh, this is a good question. Now dig deep for this one. What is your dream show to attend? Ooh. That one, I was thinking about it on the train. And I guess I would maybe want to go back in time a little bit and see the ones that have gone and passed away like get that I guess appreciate it as an adult but go back when I was younger I guess that would be the best way to explain it it's the TARDIS wrestling trip yeah yeah I mean that would actually make a great episode nobody steal that if you guys write that and it goes in the air I'll know where you got it from we are suing we will sue you with our lawyer campfire <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Campfire Esquire will uh, attend with us in court and bark at you all to death and, until you <laughs> relent and give us our money. Uh, and okay, and then, you know, and before we get into the actual like meat and potatoes of everything, uh, what do you love about attending wrestling shows live? Well, I'm pretty busy, like with school and work. Like, an uh, indie wrestling show is my me time sometimes because sometimes I go by myself. I, I think. I went to Ground Zero and I brought my best friend of like 19 years with me. And it was the first time she actually went to a wrestling show. And I'm like, look, this is what goes on. I hope you like it. And she did. She had a good time. But for me, I'm so busy and it's my form of entertainment. I And I do like supporting someone's dream. Like, if you can go for it, do it. Like, I'm kind of shy and reserved. Like, to do this, I was like, might as well. Like, you know, she said, you want to go? I was like, all right, let me... Go to work, hop the train, get to Burbank, you know. Seize the day. Um, Yeah. And so it's just my time to relax. Like you can put everything away for like an hour. Like I don't remember how long they even last, but like for at least an hour, you can forget about everything. See these little storylines take place and then, you know, enjoy a drink, buy some merch, uh, meet people. Like I've met a lot of artists. I've met photographers. I've met wrestlers in general where it's like, cool, you know, like. It's just making my life richer in a different sense. So that's very cool. I like that. It's totally a different vibe from a from a WWE show. Um, so now we're going to move on into our main topic, which is about that. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about um, my first show, and then we'll we'll each share a little bit about our first show that we went to see. Uh, so for me, the actual first wrestling show that I went to see was a WWE show, but I'm still going to talk about it because. That atmosphere, if you've ever been to a WWE show, is so different that I think it's worth pointing out for anyone who's attended one of those but hasn't attended an an indie show. So um, my very first wrestling show was a WWE show. It was when I was 28 years old, uh, and it was because Xavier Woods uh, got me and Tamara into the show. And 
the vibe of the people there is very uh what's the word frantic Mm -hmm. i think at all times you're trying to hurry up and get your food hurry up and get your drink hurry up and get your seat um hurry up and and try to catch the eye of the wrestler you like hurry up and go backstage uh to the the area where they load so you can maybe catch a glimpse of your favorite wrestler maybe 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 it's a lot of um franticness and not that that's a bad thing if that's your thing like awesome but the big difference i think with an indie show is you don't have to have any of that you are there in the show there's only a few of you guys, so you know no matter what, you are going to get to speak to your favorite wrestler. You're going to get to see them. You're going to get to probably shake their hands if you want to, although that's gross because we all have germs on our hands, but whatever. <laughs> um, you know, like you you have a lot of that frantic, crowded energy from WWE that's gone in most indie shows. And I think that's something I really appreciate about it. It's like going almost like going to local theater. Um it's it's very intimate. Mm-hmm. All right, tomorrow would you like to or or Teresa, whoever would like to go first, talk a little bit about your first show and your experience. Hey, I went to a WWE show. I can't remember exactly when, but I know it's probably like early two thousands, and at the time it was still the Anaheim Pond. Mm-hmm. Now I guess it's the Honda Center. I don't know. It might have gone through a name change again, but I know that that probably was one of the first ones. Indie shows was actually EWF in Riverside at like a church for free. And like Super Beetle was on the card. There was that was the first indie show. And then after that, it was like, okay, like, let's find out, you know, where are these shows going on? And then it was uh, into bar wrestling. Um, I've gone out into San Diego. I want to catch Santino Brothers. I haven't got to do that, but. I do say Santino Brothers has been producing a lot of good indie wrestlers. Uh, I the quality of their, the, as someone looking from on the outside, the quality of their content that comes out, whether it be bios of the wrestlers, uh, the training videos, anything like that, I've seen it and I'm like, yeah, this is really good stuff. So I do, I do want to catch one of their uh, shows soon. Well, my first yeah, there'll be one in January. January. Yeah. Everybody put that on the calendar. January. Uh, check out the websites and whatnot. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, my first show, as we were talking about, was that uh, was that particular uh, WWE show. There was a, there was a see, it was the one where Lana, there was cake, right? Lana and the cake. That's yes. The well, it was that the first one or the second one. No, that was the first one. Right. So, yeah. So <laughs> there was that the thing where Lana and Rusev have got married. They had the cake in the middle mm-hmm. of the, the ring. And the thing that made that show the best was there is this small child behind us. And I do not know whether they were a boy or girl or, you know, non-binary. I don't know. But I didn't want to turn around and look at the kid because we're standing there. We're sitting there and the cake sequence started. And that little kid just with the most urgency I've ever heard in my life just just kept going, destroy it. destroy it just like over and over again just like could barely contain themselves at the possibility of this cake getting ruined Uh and they were so happy when it finally happened (laughs) so that's my favorite part of that show um and i will remember it forever my first indie show was a santino bros show and i almost witnessed eli everfly kill himself uh twice actually (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was a really cool show in general is like a lot of really good, but that's the first time I saw Jake Atlas. That was Mm -hmm. the first time I saw, um, a couple other really great people. Uh, I think that was the first time I saw Heather Monroe live. Um, and just like a bunch of other people. And then Eli went towards the end and 
uh, the thing about the Santino show where it was, was it was kind of in a gym and it had these little hanging beams and the stage is raised. And so he did some sort of flip and completely destroyed his head on the beam. Like the sound was so loud. And I was like, oh, so he's dead now. And then he got up and I was like... The sound is still with me to this day. Oh, yeah. I never forgot the, the it. The noise that his body made as he hit the <laughs> Yeah, it's undescribable, but it'll, it's all, it's a part of my DNA now. And then... I could describe it. Here we go. I okay. think it was like a... <laughs> <laughs> no, there was more bass to it <laughs> because of the wood. Um, <laughs> but there was that. And then in the same match, like a minute and a half later, he does this flip dive onto the, to the floor because but it was supposed to be onto the dude but he misjudged it so it was literally onto the floor so that that sound is a sound i'd heard before in marching band when a girl uh locked her knee and she passed out uh on some pavement so i i recognize that sound that sound that i'm familiar with and so i was like listen this is it's almost christmas i did not come here to see someone kill themselves i wanted to see a nice wrestling show Uh if we could not do that that'd be good um and then like a stack of meat hitting the ground oh yeah Yeah. the sounds get you though because sometimes i can't see and i'm like what you know like yeah. I'm like it sounded like 10 <laughs> times worse than what it was and I'm like I cannot see so I can't even tell like anything from there yeah <clears throat> so that's always fun I mean not really fun so you know just so you know just so you know if you see a local show and Eli ever flies on it he might kill himself during the thing just you know yeah well, real quick about that just because we don't have it as another question I think we'll forget mm-hmm. um it is okay by the way if you are squeamish don't feel peer pressured into watching certain matches. No. I know there was a hardcore match at the last bar and they had like watermelons and PlayStation threes and like uh, the chancla with yeah. nails in it. No, no. And I, I just didn't watch. I just looked down the whole time and my friend kept going <gasps> and grabbing me and I had uh-huh. to keep telling her like, listen, if you want to stress yourself out, Rachel, you go ahead. Cause she's really freaking out. I'm yeah. like, I'm not watching. Nope. No, sir. <laughs> so no, thank you. If you're not the hardcore, you don't have to look at that match. Just a heads up. Don't feel like you're being a hero. Yeah. You know, I respect everybody who tries to do that, but also I, again, would like to not see someone get murdered at a show. And if you do like it, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's get into uh, what's, what's the first section. Tamara has the agenda. I do have the agenda. <laughs> so we're going to talk about why you should go to a local show. Uh, um, so we kind of covered that, I think, didn't we? We did. I mean, indirectly, I think just generally speaking, I think that, you know, not just the energy or whatever, but you're supporting people. And also it's an easier ticket to get. Like it's more affordable in general. WWE may or may not be rolling through your town. They only have so many shows. AEW may or may not be rolling through your town. If you don't live in Florida, you can't go to the all sales for NXT. You know, like it's there. There are people in your backyard, and there are people being flown out. There are you know decently big names, if not like big big names in the indie scene, who are constantly traveling. Yeah. So just because you think, oh well, there's nobody who lives in you know Nebraska, that's a lie because you know you know there's going to be local talent there and they always get people to come out for the shows um yeah uh so we'll we'll move on from that because you know that's just common sense guys go to the local show uh now let's talk about the harder thing which is how do you find your local shows Uh, it is really hard to be honest (laughs) Uh, i rely on social media a lot yeah it's it's you know, but it, I think the the discovery part portion of it is the harder part. Like once yeah. you can like find one or two, then you can kind of like start figuring out where the rest of them are. But it's 
it's even when you Google stuff, it's like, oh, okay, so there's this wrestling place that comes up on the Google search. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first three. And then you click on it and they're like dead links. So you're like, oh. Yes. So that's what I was going to say. So like first step first, if you don't know anyone who goes to wrestling school or anyone who goes to wrestling shows, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to Google wrestling shows in and then your city. Yeah. Then if anything pops up, congratulations, you're very lucky. <laughs> um, uh, then you want to go to those places, social medias and check if they're still active mm-hmm. because so many times uh, these places are not active anymore. If that doesn't turn up anything for you, the next thing you want to do is you want to go to Facebook and you'll want to put in the word wrestling and then try your city name there or try your state because that'll be your next two best ways to find it is maybe, for example, if you live in um, Peoria, Arizona, I don't know how to pronounce that place, Peoria. Uh, but there is a show called the Arizona Wrestling Federation that runs there. So if you searched Peoria, Peoria? you might not do anything. I don't know how to say that. That's name. fine. But. <laughs> But if you searched Arizona wrestling, then you would find that wrestling place. So you got to get creative. You got to <laughs> try to think outside of the box. Uh, there might be a lucha place that doesn't even have a name. So Godspeed on finding the show. Yeah. Uh, if you, I, I hear that if you take um, certain summoning things and you put them in a circle <laughs> and you go under a full moon, then you might be able to find yeah. a local lucha show. Um, like we're saying. <laughs> uh, we were saying before, uh, like, yes, you know, uh, Teresa, you said <laughs> social media. Yeah. Um, so how did you start finding your first local shows? Um, well, EWF, since I'm out in Moreno Valley, which is like Riverside County. So EWF was the closest thing. Like we knew that it was a wrestling school. Like my brother tried his hardest to be like, do your senior project on wrestling, go to wrestling school. But then I like went to early like college so it was more academic based where I couldn't swing that and be like mom look this is what we have to do so we knew EWF was there um so that's why the first show I went to was an EWF show um so I don't even know I think my brother was kind of like oh let's see what you know he wanted to take my nephews mm-hmm. so because they're still little so we're like they like watching it with us on tv so we're like let's see um, how they'll do at an actual show and mm-hmm. they are pretty kid friendly there so he took them and then he was like oh do you want to check it out and at the time I was more uh, into music promotion so I was always in LA a lot so I was like all right I have a free weekend uh, go to Riverside it's like you know 20 minutes away from us so that's how we went and then from there you know you keep going to their shows like I would see Andy like wrestle all the time where I'm like, I can't hear Uptown Funk (laughs) anymore. Like I was just like, so like I just, I tease him about that. But, um, you know, so EWF was the one where I would go to, but then you see like, oh, they have other wrestlers like where you look and you find Santino brothers and you find that that they go to other promotions. Mm -hmm. Like I'm out in San Diego and I want to have a little like, not vacation like staycation type of thing where I'm just like you know going close going you know we can make a day out of it go mm-hmm. eat go see the show so that's kind of how I find find out and then if you see their social media is really good which is like something that I think is important for uh, wrestlers to keep uh, consistent and um, I can look at some and I'm like well you know like post stories or post um, 
a, a general thing in your feed because that engagement or like that keeping people in the in the know is like really important. So like I can tell like certain wrestlers do a lot more than other ones. So if I see you promoting it, so sorry to interrupt, but it was uh-huh. so funny when I first took over Tyler Bateman's social media. All of his friends were like, <laughs> "Sarah's running your social media now, isn't she?" Yeah, <laughs> like, that's how much of a difference it made. And I try, like you said, I try to tell so many wrestlers and Santino Bros. I'm like, your social media is so important because the next tip for finding wrestling is if you have a favorite wrestler follow them on social media and then ask them what are some places you wrestle? Have you ever wrestled in this state? You know, try to figure out maybe they come near you. Yeah. And also if you're, even if you don't know, like you, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to tell that wrestler to go to Mm -hmm. your state. Also contact whatever local show you have and be like, Hey, you should get so-and-so on the, on the roster, you know, on the the roster. for They haven't been. That that is absolutely something that you should do. But again, we're talking about people who are brand spanking new. So they might not know that. Just another, just another way to try to find a place. And and honestly, another thing you can do is you can go on Twitter Mm -hmm. and you can say, Hey, does anyone know of any wrestling shows in this city or this state? And use like hashtag wrestling if you want or tag someone that you know knows about wrestling, tag a podcast and ask them to retweet it um, because or there might be a forum on Reddit. There's a forum for everything else. I assume there's probably one on Reddit. I meant to look it up before the podcast. That's what a professional I am. Um, but, you know, the, you can always ask people for help. And then that's how you make friends. Mm-hmm. Wrestling buddies like us. Some of them garbage. Some of them are great. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so, okay. So we did give some like three and 400 level tips about getting, you know, not just the one-on-ones. Yeah. We, we went deeper on that. But so, okay. So you find, you finally found your wrestling show. You're like, okay, dope. I'm gonna get my tickets. I'm all set. I'm about to go. So how do you prepare exactly for your first show? What do you bring? What do you do? I go to the so, bank. This is where we're- <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on so, who's on the on the show, uh will determine how much money I take out kind of. Yes. Yes. So, for uh local wrestling shows, a lot of local wrestlers make more of their money on merch because Sometimes promoters only want to pay you and not what you're worth for being on the show and they won't cover things like your food or your transportation. So for wrestlers who are indie, your merch sales are really, really important because that's where you make that money back. So go to the bank, like Teresa said, and consider getting smaller bills like tens and fives because a lot of wrestlers, are they understand not everyone wants to spend $20 or $40. And so they will also have smaller things like pins or buttons and, and things that cost less than that. But they often don't have change. Mm-hmm. So please, small uh, bills. Small bills. Um, and if you already have, you know, wrestling gear, wear your favorite gear. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your T-shirt from whomever. If you have a Razor T-shirt, which are now available. uh for you to buy plug, <laughs> wrestling plug, plug. Oh. yeah wrestling tees.com uh you know wear your shirt to the show man and and i and that will you know it'll, it'll probably make you feel yeah. a little bit like like yeah i'm i'm here i'm i'm, I'm getting all preened i'm peacocking yeah, i'm peacocking with my conversation starter at least or i like to wear them at the gym mm. that's sweet Definitely. sweet gym action mm-hmm. yeah um there's a, a, a pin collector's uh, society within wrestling as well so if you have any cool pins or patches they will definitely start some conversations yeah. for you because there's other people who like those things mm-hmm. i've seen a couple of people or I, well I, they weren't wearing them we, uh, i think at the last bar wrestling show that i went to there was like this 
uh, display that had some like custom wrestling sneaks, mm-hmm. which were really cool. So um, if you have those, wear them because I would like to see them. <laughs> uh, and oh, speaking of supporting your favorite wrestlers by wearing their merch and buying their merch, also make a sign. Signs are fun. Yeah. I made a sign for and, uh, uh, Razor. You can see it on some of the early episodes of a uh, first season. Funny enough, so did all of my coworkers that I invited and didn't think were going to come to the show. <laughs> <laughs> they laid at work and they all made signs for me, and it was just an amazing feeling. And, and signs are also fun because you get a little interaction. The heel might come out and take your sign away mm-hmm. from you, or the face out and take a picture with your sign like it's just nice so if you have the time you have the resources um there's this great dad and his daughter at championship wrestling from hollywood that are always making signs and it just brightens up wrestlers days yeah wrestlers are feelings too as yeah. much as they like to deny it <laughs> they're so <laughs> sensitive and everyone's like wrestlers you must be real thick-skinned and i'm like bitch i will cry at you right now yeah. <laughs> Feelings. So you need to have those feelings, you know, if you're going to be an actor, which wrestlers are actors, actors who punch each other. Theater kids. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. A very specific. It's a wrestlers are the very specific avenue of like theater kids and comic nerds intersecting. It's very fascinating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of them like dragons as well. Um, Oh, and I mentioned shoes before. You need comfortable shoes, Mm -hmm. you know, because you never know what's going to happen when you get to the venue. Will they have seats? Will they won't they have seats? Will yeah. you be standing the whole time? Is it going to be cob, you know, cobbly? Is it going to be yeah. like nice carpet? You don't know. Sometimes you're smushed in there, like at uh, where's it? Baldwin Park for bar wrestling. That gets pretty packed. Like it gets so hot, and I'm like, I need to step out a minute. Like, mm-hmm. yes, uh, layers on top of yes. that. Yes, also because you also don't know what it's going to be like in the venue. Uh, the venue you may have thought was outside is inside, and vice versa. Uh, it maybe it's inside and the air conditioning broke that day. You don't know. You, you, and you just don't want to be sitting there in a big old sweater stuck up against 15 other people yelling at, uh, you know, long haired wrestlers right. doing yeah. their biz. You know, you want to be comfortable, man. I think that same bar wrestling venue that gets really hot also gets really cold. Yes. I'm kind of happy <laughs> it is going to be like cooler temperatures because in summer it is really hot in that. Yeah, box in there so because wrestling can be in a garage it could be in a church it could be in a nightclub it could be outside in someone's um yard like it can be kind of anywhere so bring a jacket but wear short sleeves um just be mindful of the fact that if you're someone who runs hot keep that in mind if you're Mm -hmm. someone who runs cold because uh the very first time you go you're not gonna know yeah stay ready so you don't have to be ready you know what i'm saying just just stay ready all times. Layers, my friend. Layers. I, I wrote in my notes, like, you might get hit. Like, move, oh. follow directions when they're talking. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Very important thing that we forgot to put in our notes. Keep your head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At all times. Yeah. <laughs> Never been to a wrestling show, an indie show. You might not know that a lot of indie shows do not have that nice little barrier that you've seen on WWE shows. Um, some indie shows will have the people right up against the ring, which is how bar wrestling is. Um, I had somebody comment the other day. They were like, does it um, affect the wrestlers when um, fans are so unsafely close to the ring? And when I read that tweet, I was like, what? Because I've gotten so yeah. used to yeah. it. <laughs> but that's not the norm, actually. The, you know, like it's, if you haven't been to these kinds of shows, you are kind of shocked by that because it is unsafe. 
so if you are so if, if you're at a show that doesn't have a barrier um, be mindful if you're next to the ring, when someone gets close to the ropes, lean back and mm -hmm. keep your eye on because they might swing their legs out. They mm -hmm. might, um, jump out. They might just be hitting the ropes, but the ropes will go back far enough to tap mm -hmm. you. Um, so pay attention to that. When two people are on the apron on the outside, if you don't even want to risk getting hit, get out of there, just leave, mm -hmm. come back later. Um, because they're probably going to crash into you. Um, and if you're like me, and you don't like to be part of the action, never, ever, ever sit in the first three rows. Yep. Now, a lot of people do love being a part of the action, so that's fine. Sit in those first rows, get ready. You might get a foot. Someone might sit on your lap. Yeah. Um, you, you know, someone might break your glasses, like Bateman broke that poor girl's glasses. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I like to bring it up every chance I get. Yeah. You still feel bad about it. Um, but if you're like me, I still remember one time I went to a show and I wasn't on the show. Um, a guy I liked was on the show and I was just going to support him and I ran into a friend there and she sat down at the front row and I was like oh you think we should sit here and she's like what she was kind of ignored she didn't even get what I was saying <laughs> first match we had to run away from our seats mm -hmm. second match we had to run away from the seats that were slightly further back third match we still I was like there's nowhere safe <laughs> uh so if you want if you want to not have to move sit in the back mm -hmm. I went to a Halloween a show it wasn't last year it was a year before where there was a fake blood gag and oh yeah yeah uh i was not quite in the front but i was i think I'm, or maybe i was in the front but like far enough away that i was like oh they're probably not gonna come over here but like a single drop of fake blood oh. got on one of my shoes uh and i'd rather have that single drop of fake blood on my shoes than the uh the princess bride shirt that I was wearing, but yeah. I was like the one day I wear a kind of white. And of course this is a thing that happens. So yeah. Um, there's a lot of like kind of comedy or like, gag shows where, you know, it was a thing where a, a vampire box of human cereal uh -huh. uh, bit somebody else. Uh -huh. So yeah. Uh -huh. um, and the, gimp, the, the thing itself was hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, just like th at that show, you, I remember getting hot dogs thrown at me and dodging every single yeah. one of them because yep. fuck you to hit me with a hot dog. Mm -hmm. um, that show also has a baby who puts chocolate or stuffing in his diaper to throw. So just, you know, again, yeah. like tomorrow, head, head on a swivel. Head <laughs> on a swivel. Especially you gotta... when they go out into the oh, crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, I There was... Was that the same? There's another show where I like literally anytime something happened, I got out of my seat three or four times before anybody else did. And I was like in the corner and they're like, where'd you go? I'm like, mm -mm, you're not going to catch me <laughs> slipping. Nope. I'm going to be over here. Yeah. Um, head What's on happened to like, like Teresa was saying, if someone comes on the outside and you're not, you can lose track of them very easily. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're like talking to your friend and next thing you know, the back of your head is getting bumped into by a foot because you didn't notice that, that they've come towards you now. So. Um, as soon as you see someone get out of the ring, just start paying attention to where they are. Um, and the more you get familiar with shows, the more you'll start to feel patterns and you'll be like, oh, they're probably heading to the merch table to slam one another's yeah. heads into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> You should put like one of those water glasses on your knee, like Jurassic Park, so you can <laughs> figure out when they're getting close to you. Um, I, don't do that. That's not an effective way. I, I, that's totally. Yeah, I like uh yeah and also do the like the whole wide-eyed jello look when they get close you know the girl <laughs> where she get all panicky with yeah. the jello yeah do that look exactly well, when they get close to you 
that because that reminded me of Luchasaurus, reminded me of another reason to go to indie shows, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see people before or mm-hmm. after they've done something important on TV. And that's really cool to be yeah. able to say, oh, you know, I knew Luchasaurus before he got to AEW. I used to see him at twice every month, you know? Mm-hmm. Flex on um, And yeah. cooler people. You know, Tyler Bateman. We mm-hmm. all know Tyler Bateman, yeah. who now works for Ring of Honor. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you'll see past WWE stars, uh, Rey Mysterio was running an indie show out of the Saquon Casino for I don't know how long. Because, again, that's not something you can easily Google, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I got to go to two of those shows. And how awesome is that? That, you know, I got to be in a locker room with Rey Mysterio. But you as a fan would have got to be like in the same room as Rey Mysterio and maybe gotten like an autograph or a picture, you know, with with somebody who was your childhood hero. And that happens at shows all the time. I got to see Tommy Dreamer on my birthday. And then he asked me, like, where's Priscilla Kelly? Like, I was at the end of the bathroom (laughs) and he was like, have you seen her? And I was like, she just left. Like, you know. And it was cool because I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's like a little like part of like that where I say the little parts of your past kind of come back Mm -hmm. and it's it's different being an adult, like seeing them. And yeah, like, you know, a lot of the like retired WWE dudes are on the local Mm -hmm. scene. We saw the Rock and Roll Express at the last wrestling I went to. And they were awesome. I hated the crowd for not being as into it as I was. I know. They don't appreciate good fucking heel work. (laughs) Yeah, they're like... 70 years old they still have the same hair which is great they're just gray yeah they're they're doing like all kinds of hip tosses and all kinds of biz we're not breaking their hips i you know i appreciate the hell out of them and then one of them was on the pay-per-view the AEW pay-per-view so yeah. uh yeah he was or were they both of them i don't know i just saw the clip of one of them yeah i only i only caught i think half i saw your tweet about it like yeah. that was pretty funny i only caught half of the yeah, AEW shows yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly they should do a gimmick where they do like get a collapsible like rocking chair and totally do a chair gag with it that'd be great um because you know stuff uh so you know Okay, so that's great. Okay, so you're you're fully prepared now. You got your money, you got your merch, you got your comfortable shoes, you got your layers. You know where you're going, you know when you're going, mm-hmm. you know to keep your head on a swivel. Now let's go over some other do's and don'ts. Um, yeah. So, you know, do cheer mm-hmm. and, and, and boo appropriately. You know, they're they're out there putting on a performance for you. Be engaged, be vocal, because, yeah. you know. And it's, right, and it's it's not like when you go to watch a movie and you silently absorb everything that's being thrown at you. They're on a stage essentially, and they need your energy so that they feel energy. Like they're, you can feel it get sucked out of yeah. the room if a if a wrestler is going to make their comeback and nobody is slapping the mat, nobody's mm. cheering, nobody's saying anything. You can feel them go, "Well, fuck you, then. I don't give yeah. a fuck about anything." <laughs> you don't yeah, want that. You want the from them. And I'm like, I'm shy. Like, like. Uh... Sarah said like I am very soft spoken and so even to say hi I had to like make myself do it I have to be like I will talk to you and I will say hello because if not I'm like oh you know I get so anxious but uh, I forgot who it was but I was in the crowd and they like you know the high fives and I'm kind of like oh like don't you know like I even to get that weight even for a high five I'm kind of like reserved so I didn't do the high five, but then I got a whack to the back, <laughs> like as the as he was walking by, and I'm like, "All right, next time you will you put your hand out because like you just got like 
backhanded in a nice way. He didn't do it mean, but he was like, I'm going to get you like type of thing. So I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> your hand may not want it, but your back's going to get it. Yeah. So I, that's how that was my like funny moment. Cause I was like, yeah, you need to participate. Like, yeah. just like I asked my kids, like, raise your hand, do this, you know, like I got to do that for these people. So I uh, definitely when someone does something heelish, boo them. Mm-hmm. It's in nature. It's in good spirits. You know, anytime someone comes to the merch table and I've heard the rest of it, like, you were booing me. And they're like, yeah, you did awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's fine. Boo at the right parts. Yeah. Cheer them at the right parts. But the don't. Here's the don't. The, the flip side of this is don't be so obnoxious that you're making everybody around you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if you're at like a 53 and everyone else is at an eight, you need to take it down. Simmer down. Or what you're saying. Sometimes people try so hard to get themselves over, yeah. you know, oh, I want to make everyone around me do a chant. Try your chant. Go ahead. But if nobody joins in, Stop. let it go. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Let it go. A perfect, a perfect message for Frozen 2 coming out this week. Let it the fuck go, guys. Yeah. Like um, and we, I keep going to these shows and it it's a place where it is socially acceptable for you to boo and like kind of be like oh you're nothing and mm-hmm. like say like kind of like stuff like that but like you know let's keep it yeah you know friendly guys like, yeah. these are right. people doing a job these are people very important for example at the last bar that i went to dom kubrick was being called a slut oh no and uh you know saying it once or tw- yeah, to be honest saying it once is kind of funny that's my slut okay ha 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 yes dom is dom is a very sexually promiscuous character in wrestling i get it but there was a small group that kept chanting slut and saying my slut and just saying just being really loud with it and every woman within hearing vicinity i kept catching them giving each other side eyes or like frowning and jerking their body because our instinct when we hear this very negative word is to react negatively to it. Oh, mm-hmm. well, um, you know, and it's, and, but then it takes a second. All of our brains are like, Oh, they're doing it in good spirit. They're trying to do it in good fun. I'm not going to make this frown that I feel trying to grow on my mm-hmm. face. I make that frown truth, right to your face. But um, the truth is, <laughs> sorry. Right to your, uh, if you're saying it and you're, if something you're saying would potentially make other people uncomfortable, for example, there's children around you and you're yelling, fuck that fuck face. Maybe that five-year-old would rather not keep looking back at you in shock because you're saying a a bad word. You know, Mm -hmm. like, just think about it. Look at the reaction of people. Consider, you know, the emotions and feelings of that crowd. Of course, I shouldn't have to tell you this if you're listening to our show, but you definitely want to stay away from, you know, calling people slurs based on ethnicities Mm -hmm. or sexualities or anything like that. Hopefully you're at a good enough show that will throw you the fuck out if you do, though. And consider yourself thrown out of this podcast if you even want to say that kind of thing. Yeah. And and it's it's like cheap, terrible comedy, like shock comedy or whatever. You say it once and somebody gets a laugh and you're like, ooh, Mm -hmm. people thought it was funny. I'm going to say it again and again and again and again. No, no. The first time was more than enough. More than enough. Because sometimes you do feel uncomfortable. And like sometimes I do go to shows by myself where I'm like, I'm going to like I do move to like a different spot because I'm like, I don't want to be around this. And if they've drank too much and Mm -hmm. you can tell that's why they are that way. I'm like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to I've been catcalled. I've been other stuff as I'm walking by people. And it's like, you know, like I am by myself. Like, please stop. You know, yeah. But 
make people uncomfortable, please. And yeah. and if you're wondering if you're making someone uncomfortable, then you probably are. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> I mean, pretty true. Uh, but what you also can do, you can also go and say hi to the wrestlers afterwards when you've not said any uh, racist, sexist, ageist, other sort of fuckery to people. Go say hi to them at the merch table. Tell them you enjoy their work. Burnett would say it. You don't get to say it. Yeah. Um, yes, say hi to people at the merch table. They they do want to know that they have fans who enjoyed their match. Um, you know, consider buying something. Honestly, the easiest way to get a wrestler to want to talk to you is to buy something <laughs> because it shows them that you're not just someone who's uh, probably walking up to every single wrestler saying you're my favorite wrestler, which is, you know, it's something we've we've seen a lot of shit. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan, you're genuinely happy to see people, tell them that, thank them for coming, tell them that you're going to tell the promoter you want them back. And if you can afford it, buy some merch. Um, but one of the don'ts on that part is if you cannot afford to buy some merch, please do not stand directly in front of that wrestler talking to them for longer than two, five, ten minutes when they could be making sales, they are at the merch table. Do not be rude. Respect their time. They need to be trying to sell merch. And if you're blocking the path, then people are either going to have to wait behind you and they might get bored and leave or people won't wait because they'll see there is a line. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, whenever I go and say hi to people, mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I try to make sure I stay to the stay, stand to the side, especially because, again, I am six feet tall. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like... Thing. I, I was just going to use Tamara as an example. Yeah. Stand at a diagonal from the wrestler <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so that their merch is still visible to anyone walking by. And even, you know, if you see someone kind of hovering out of the corner of your eye, turn and look. Oh, did you want to buy something? Step out of the way. Yeah. Let them make their purchase. Mm-hmm. Then you can even go back to talking to the wrestler. And I sometimes will even be like, oh, did you look at this pin? It's a nice pin. Mm-hmm. You know, like just, you know, yeah, I'm trying to that. help <laughs> help you out. And if you can't buy, like, because usually like, I, you know, I forget cash all the time because yeah. I'm just, that's the way I am. Um, but like, I'll usually have a couple of dollars. So I'm like, okay, dope. I can buy some pins. So yeah. I can buy, you know, because most of the pins are like three bucks or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's something like that. But if you, even if you only have a dollar and you just like a wrestler and you can't afford anything just give them the dollar yeah. just give them a tip like you're like i like it's you true. here's a dollar yeah i do that a lot it's very oh you're the best <laughs> this is why i invite her up she's the best yeah. Uh, but, but yeah i mean it's it's so easy to do something nice for a wrestler and then like we said truly if you cannot afford it do not feel guilty mm-hmm. but also just be respectful of their time step step at the diagonal maybe just don't chat to them too much that time you'll always be able to see them another time if they're Mm -hmm. a local wrestler and you can talk more or wait wrestlers aren't always at the merch table right sometimes they go to the bar Mm -hmm. sometimes they're hanging out those are also times where you can ask them if you're you know hey what's are you buying a drink oh hey what's that you know start a conversation um, if they don't want to talk to you, they'll make it very obvious by giving you very short answers. But if they do want to talk to you, cool. Now you're talking to them and they're not in that. I have to sell merch to make gas money mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I've done, you know, freelance entertainment journalism for a really long time. I've interviewed a bunch of people, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I know, I know like meeting your favorite people is really like daunting because it's yeah. like, oh, you respect their work so much or they mean so much to you or, you know, there's a lot of that stuff there. But they like, again, I want to reiterate how much that they're just reg- they're people, yeah. they're people who love this work and are doing a great job. But at the end of the day, they're people and, you know, treat them accordingly, like treat them like actual real, you know, yeah. humans with feelings and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, 
and and when they're out in the bar and you're having a conversation mm-hmm. with them because they also are human, you know, you can offer to buy them a drink. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean they'll take it because yeah. maybe they're sober or straight edge, mm-hmm. you know, or they have a match. You know, it's, you know, drinking right after you've exerted yourself yeah. is maybe not always the best idea. We all do it. But I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> we do it all the time. But I'm just saying, you know, they might not take it for various health reasons. Um, but there's nothing wrong with offering it. They'll appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also goes for uh, treats like yeah. donuts or, you know, uh, any kind of thing that and you might I- bring. I see this a lot at PCW and that's why I bring this one up is um, it tends to be something that people only do in certain places. Mm -hmm. It's not very common for for, like every show I go to doesn't have someone who's trying to feed the wrestling, but I've seen it a few times. I just want to talk about it. If you are the type who you're like, I love this show so much. I want to bake them cookies, um, you know, or I want to make Joey Ryan a, a dick cookie or, you know, something like that. Um, just be mindful of a few things. First and foremost, wrestlers are athletes. They do have to watch what they put in their body. So do not get your feelings hurt if they, if they decline it, you know, the guy at PCW, man, he's always bringing donuts and cakes and all the wrestlers are like, I cannot eat this. I'm on a (laughs) diet so I can have fun. Um, so don't get mad about that. Um, and then secondly, just kind of think about it because, you know, would you take food from a stranger? Not everyone would, right? So if there is another way you can show that you appreciate wrestlers, consider doing that instead, such as the sign that we talked about or Mm -hmm. taking a picture and posting it. But if you really do want to express yourself by bringing a treat, just remember to not get your feelings involved because a lot of them may say no due to dietary issues. Yeah, get one of those big, like, single packs of jerky, like, (laughs) (laughs) and have them jerky. You can't go wrong with jerky. I mean, listen, it's protein, it's low fat, you know, jerky. Someone used to bring Bateman energy drinks, and that was really great because he he consumes a lot of energy drinks mm-hmm. as a wrestler. Um, so, you know, that's an idea, too. Just kind of think, if you really want to do it, think to yourself, well, what would an athlete maybe need? <laughs> Got to go from there. And I also... And sometimes you need food. They need food. I was yeah. going to say, like, I understand, like... You know, I, I like make I like making sure people are fed, I like making yeah. stuff. I like making sure people get food and all that kind of stuff. So and I appreciate that, especially if you know a lot about wrestling. I mean, yeah. you listen to podcasts or whatever, you know that they don't all you know, they don't always eat well or whatever. Uh-huh. So I get that that urge to be like, I want to feed you. I want to make sure mm-hmm. you get food like I get it. But, you know, also, you know, it's yeah. it's 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 a it's it's finding the right way through that. Maybe those little bags of popcorn. Yeah. Those are pretty. Oh, good. that's a good idea. Yeah. We're running a little low on time, but there was just one more thing, and that is the most important thing, and we probably should have put it first, is that wrestlers are always looking for photos and videos of themselves because that's a great way for them to advertise themselves to other promoters and promotions. So please, if you take a picture or a video of a wrestler at a wrestling show, post it online and tag them. Mm -hmm. Tag them. If you really don't know their name, tag the promotion Mm -hmm. um, or message the promotion and ask their name. Um, I know sometimes people are in a hurry, so they wouldn't want to do that next part. But just if you can, please always tag us because we are trying to repost your stuff. You know, if if you're worried someone won't give you credit, just put a note on your picture saying, please repost with credit. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, very bad it, at forgetting really nice that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's and, you know, and like we're saying, like, you know, Twitter and, you know, Facebook, like these are the places that it's easiest to find other people. So when you do go to the show, when you do take the pictures, you're helping, you're helping Mm -hmm. promote them. Actually, you know, you're, you're helping them get that extra, extra, you know, that sweet, sweet exposure. Yeah. 
that everybody better than needs. I want it straight up. When yeah. someone posts a video from my match, I am like so thankful because I have content <laughs> to show yeah. people what I'm doing. So please do. And you know, not everybody, you know, like, but you, we don't have, not every promotion has video on mm-hmm. it, you know? So these are just performances that are going to be lost in history. Mm-hmm. So like the more that you can like tag people and post stuff, the more people get to see. Yeah. I had like a lot of videos. I had to record something for my school project. So I was clearing out my videos and I was like, how do I have like 500 like little (laughs) clips, but it's all from Instagram. So, Mm -hmm. and thankfully like you can archive, like the archive on that has saved me so many times because some people are like, Oh, do you have my match or do you have X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, well, let me look. Cause I might've deleted it. I'm not sure. So I think I just have to get like organized better. Mm -hmm. But for me, like if I'm at a show and I know like, Oh, like, friends are wrestling on it and let me get this little like bit and then like my friends or my co-workers are like what have you been doing like you know and I'm like don't worry about it. but like you know like don't uh, you worry about this. yeah but it's fun and like uh, people get to see into my life and then by default they get to see these other wrestlers like doing cool stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah tag them like I social media is such a big thing and like uh I think I had Bateman he wore one of my uh shirts that I do social media for a company and I was like hey you know you like this and so like sent it to him and he wore it to the ring and I'm like oh no no he's not gonna do it and then he did and I'm like oh you know that's like cool like uh that was something that I'm thankful for because it was like it's giving me content for uh for Mm -hmm. us and uh, he's like uh you know I like the I like the products you have I want to buy some you know so I was like oh you know that that was uh something that like was really special to me because I'm like oh you know like it helped me out and uh you know i support him i support sarah i support like a lot of them because like i said they are they're following their dreams Mm -hmm. and i respect the hustle i always say that like i respect the hustle and if if there's nothing better than for us to end on is respect the hustle yeah the hustle that's we always joke about the t-shirts we're gonna make on this show and today's t-shirt would be respect Respect the the hustle hustle. (laughs) uh so you know this is this has been a great conversation, uh, Teresa. Thank you very much for yeah, joining us. We thank appreciate you for you having me. If people wanted to follow you on the social medias, uh, where, where should where, where should they find you? Or or if you want to promo some of the people that you promo. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, my the artists I work with are Crude Ink, so we're at Crude Ink on Instagram. Uh, we have vinyl art. We have T-shirts. We've done stickers for wrestlers. Uh, you know, we're always up. Uh, open for commission type things uh my instagram is Teresa underscore afi because i was not clever enough and i was like afi is my favorite band so listen uh jump yeah. on that early yeah um I, I think i made one for twitter it's just miss Teresa talk so m-s-t-e-r-e-s-a-t-a-l-k-s uh that's gonna be more for like wrestling and music stuff because my other one i'm just ranting about random things so i mean don't we all yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes we do mm-hmm. tomorrow where can people find you you can find me on the twitter mainly and sometimes on the instagram at misfits tomorrow and you can find me everywhere sarah the rebel sarah's h is god of the bible intended shout out to um, allgames.com our parent site shout out to yes. dragon wagon uh and, and for for putting up with our foolishness uh every time yes. we come in here and we tell him he can't be on the show because he's a dude or and not he pouts. And he, oh, oh, does he pout? So pout. <laughs> so angry. That's I think that's why Campfire barks at me so much. Uh also he's maybe racist, but mostly 
Shout out to Campfire. Shout out to Campfire. The cat, Cody, and the other cat. The other cat. <laughs> Campfire's not racist. He just is weird. <laughs> no, he just barks at black people. He's not racist. Nope. Anyway, all right, guys. We're going to catch you on the next episode. Love you all. Teresa, thanks again for being here. Yes, we thank will you. see you on the next. On the next episode.